This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Jose Avila. He is a 17-year-old that doesn't want to go to college and he wants to start his own business. For your chance to win 100 bucks, just like Jose, every Monday morning, simply subscribe to this podcast on iTunes right now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Many people ask me what tool I used to sell my first company, Heyo. The answer is thetopinbox.com. I used it to send emails, schedule emails to be sent out later, and set reminders inside my inbox so I would know when potential buyers were actually interested, and I easily remember to follow up with ones that hadn't replied to me. You can try it for free at thetopinbox.com. Nathan Latke here. This is episode 498. And coming up tomorrow morning, you guys are going to learn from Sunil, Sunil Patro. And Sunil is the CEO of GetSignEasy.com. They have over 130,000 customers doing over 200,000 bucks a monthly recurring revenue to help people sign documents easier. Don't want to miss it. Top Tribe, good morning. I'm smiling big today because I think you're going to enjoy our guest. His name is Andy Ratcliffe. And if you don't know him, he is the CEO or one of the co-founders actually of Wealthfront, is currently President and Chief Executive Officer. He served as a member of the Board of Trustees and Vice Chairman of the Endowment Investment Committee for the University of Pennsylvania and as a member of the faculty at Stanford Graduate School of Business, where he teaches courses on technology entrepreneurship. Now, prior to Wealthfront, Andy co-founded and was general partner at Benchmark Capital, where he was responsible for investing in a number of successful companies, including Equinix, Jupiter Networks, and Opsware. He's also spent 10 years as a general partner with Merrill Pickard Anderson and EYRE. I believe they're public at uh, stock ticker MPAE. Andy earned his BS from University of Pennsylvania and his MBA from Stanford Graduate School of Business. Andy, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Thanks. Did I get that right? Is that just an abbreviation or are they public? No, it was a venture capital firm. That was just an abbreviation. Got it. Okay, good. So venture capital firm. So, hey, first question I got to ask you, um, it's rare that you see kind of CEOs or, or sorry, investors, especially someone with your kind of background, jump from the VC side to the entrepreneurship side. Typically, you see like a Phil Lippin route. They go from Evernote to inside a firm. Why did you make the decision to jump into your investment? Probably because I'm not very bright. <laughs> actually i had retired from the venture capital business to give back that's why i went on the faculty of my grad school alma mater i became a trustee of my undergrad school alma mater and as you uh, read i'm uh, soon to be the chairman of penn's endowment committee penn is i think the seventh largest endowment in the country and one day i was sitting in an endowment meeting and the management team was talking about how uh, they generate the great returns that they did. And I thought uh, I, uh, I could actually do a social good by using software to deliver what the premier university endowments did for the masses, thereby democratizing access to sophisticated investing. So the idea found me, I was not looking to start a company. <laughs> 
what you know i i wish i was smart enough to have made that connection before the show because i would have changed some of the things i wanted to ask you about but one of the people that i respect the most and you probably know him is swenson at yale and his portfolio theory for what he's done with that endowment is fascinating what i heard you just say is you will kind of love this model you love to bring it to the masses and that's why wealthfront is so interesting well, it's interesting. I've known Dave for a long, long time. He's been an investor in my two venture capital firms. And when he heard about Wealthfront, he said, you know, I think this is the best way to manage assets other than perhaps the top 10 endowments in the world. And I took that as an amazing compliment. Do, do you guys follow any of his kind of portfolio theory? You know, third, you know, I mean, he broke, breaks it down in his book, Unconventional Success. But does Wealthfront, the code actually reflect some of that strategy? Well, the way that we allocate assets uh, or uh, the way that we generate our investment mix is based on the same techniques that he uses. He has access to alternative assets, which we do not because you need to be an accredited investor to access that. But the same methodology that he uses to build a diversified portfolio, we use. Makes perfect sense. Andy, can you walk us through for those not familiar with Wealthfront? I think most will be, but what do you do? Just give us the high level and how do you generate revenue? Sure. We manage a diversified portfolio of low cost index funds on behalf of our clients. We do this uh, at extremely low minimums. Uh, The minimum is only $500 to open an account, extremely low fees. Uh, We charge less than a quarter of a percent annually as an advisory fee, and we do it in an incredibly tax-efficient manner, and we do it in a set-it-and-forget-it style. It's all managed electronically. For somebody listening right now going, Nathan, I've studied kind of this space, and what I've done is I just take a percentage of my pay every month, and it goes directly into a Vanguard account with a very low expense ratio. That's a S&P 500 uh, kind of index. Uh, Pitch Wealthfront over that kind of model. Well, if you like Vanguard, you're going to love Wealthfront. (laughs) And the reason is that we're able to do things in software with regard to minimizing your taxes that Vanguard cannot. And the benefit of that tax minimization is worth at least six to eight times what we charge in fees. So I know that people are sensitive to fees. They should be. You know, you can't control the market which is why you should invest in in index funds like Vanguard's. We use Vanguard index funds in our service because we do best. But the way that our chief investment officer, Bert Malkiel, who basically invented the index fund, likes to say you can't uh, control the market. So focus on the three things you can control, diversification, uh, minimizing fees and minimizing taxes. Unfortunately, Vanguard can't minimize taxes, and we can do that through things like tax loss harvesting and direct indexing, which, as I said, can add anywhere between one and a half and two percent to your annual after-tax return. We think that's a pretty good trade-off for a fee of less than a quarter of a percent. I mean, let's let's. I'm going to be talking way over my head here, but I'm going to try and stick with you. Uh, many people are thinking, okay, if Clinton gets elected, potentially some of these taxes are going to go up. So one of the things people are saying now is, you know, from a tax loss harvesting perspective on equities or securities, maybe what you do is you let go of your losers now, take the loss now. That's one of the things that. Am I getting it right that Wealthfront can kind of do automatically? Yeah, and we do it daily. So uh, this is a service, a kind of service that's been offered to the very wealthy. For many years, for decades, as a matter of fact, Mitt Romney took advantage of this to pay really low taxes. This was a big issue in the last presidential election. 
But it's never been possible for the average retail investor to access this kind of capability because traditional advisors can only do it at year end. It just takes too much time. The beauty of software, software works 24-7, so we can look for these losses daily. And uh, if you do tax loss harvesting just at year end, according to our research, that can add about 0.6% to your annual after-tax return. Yep. But by looking for these losses daily, it can add, as I said, one and a half to 2%. It's really quite amazing. So walk us through some of the numbers because the story is incredible. Um, and, and correct me if I ask a question around a number that is not one of your KPIs because I could be totally off base. Sure. Uh, I imagine you probably ma- uh, manage uh, assets under management. What are you guys at now? About $4.4 billion. Okay. And where does that kind of place you in terms of other, uh, I kind of guess, vehicles where people are putting their money? Well, uh, to give you some context, I think that uh, Vanguard manages $4 trillion and Charles Schwab manages something like $2.5 trillion. So that's a tiny drop in the bucket relative to these behemoths. And I think that retail investors have more than $20 trillion under management. But as a venture capitalist, what I used to focus on was rate of change, not absolute numbers. That what you find is that with every new technology that succeeds, it gets adopted at a faster rate. So think about the rate at which the telephone was adopted, and then radio, and television, and cellular telephony, and the internet. Each new major technology that gets adopted tends to get adopted at a faster rate and grows into a bigger market. And if you drill down on just an individual market, you find the same thing. So, for example, ETFs were adopted at a faster rate than index funds, and they just now crossed over index funds in terms of having more assets under management. Automated investment services have grown, have been adopted at a faster rate than ETFs. So that gives me faith that ultimately automated investment services are actually going to manage more assets than even ETFs. And what a interesting theory. Talk to me more about a volume of individual investors you have using you. Is that a number you can share or arrange? Sure. It's around 100,000 uh, uh, clients right now. Wow. So, I mean, you guys truly are barely t- tipping the iceberg. Exactly. I want to give more. I mean, I'm glad you gave context around this because when people hear 4.4 billion, people go, oh my gosh, that must be the whole market. They've already tapped all the way into it. But this is just a much, much, much larger market. Tiny. Uh, we've only addressed a tiny portion. And if I understood you correctly, you're taking a quarter, or you said you're taking a quarter of a percent of total funds that I would put into Wealthfront. Is that right? Annually? Well, actually, we manage the first 10,000 on your behalf for free. Okay. And then we only charge a quarter of a percent on the amount we manage in excess of $10,000. And we modeled our business model on that of Dropbox. Yep. So just as Dropbox would give you a certain amount managed or uh, stored for free. And then if you invited your friends, you and your friends each got, each got an additional 250 meg. At Wealthfront, we manage the first 10K for free. And for everyone that you invite, you and your friends each get an additional 5K managed for free. 
Are so you? It's a viral uh, con. It's the first time a virality has been applied to the investment world. I was going to ask you, uh, do you guys have kind of a, mo- a viral coefficient model where you look at two things to speed up growth? One is the time that the invite gets sent out from a brand new user. And the second is the rate at which a new, you know, an invite gets accepted. Do, do you have things that are actively testing both of those? Absolutely. Very Can you provide, provide any more insight there? This is one of those unique things I very rarely get to talk to people about because very few are doing it. Well, we focus more on the latter than we do the former. Okay. So uh, it's really uh, a function of our client's satisfaction with our service. So the more satisfied they are, the uh, larger number of invitations that they send and the greater the percentage of people who send invitations. What percentage of sent invites get accepted into a new kind of user that puts at least 500 bucks into Wealthfront? Something on the order of 15%. Okay, and about it's, how many? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, it's that's a really large number relative to other invitation systems. It's huge. What percentage of of new users to Wealthfront uh, send out at you know at least one invite within the first thirty days? That I can't tell you. Okay, I'm more than happy to share the other. <laughs> I'm gonna Andy. I'm gonna keep pushing until you beat me <laughs> go down. Right ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> All right. So uh, let me ask another question, which is kind of a measure of, I, I guess you could say, value of the hundred thousand folks that you have uh, investing with you. Uh, how many of them do have at least ten thousand bucks invested? Oh God, uh, I don't know that number offhand. But I would imagine it's uh, in excess of 70%. Okay. Now, I know in a model like yours, really market share. Actually, our largest, uh, while we're not targeting people of this size, our largest non-affiliated client has 16 million with us. Oh, wow. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I imagine you probably see kind of, I imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, law of large numbers here. You see power economics happening with your investor profiles. Exactly. Yeah. Very Interesting. So again, 20% of the investors probably make up about 80% of the funds, something like that. And Andy, switching very quickly to kind of from a revenue perspective, uh, again, what's more impressive here is kind of total transaction revenue you guys are managing. But am I am I doing the math right? Do I take 4.4 billion and multiply times a quarter of a percent to assume you guys are doing about 11 million bucks in annual revenue? It's a little bit less because of the amount that we manage for free, but yes. And uh, that's just the first revenue stream that we've introduced. And you can imagine that over time, will introduce additional services that add value to our clients' accounts that also can add uh, revenue to the business. Which one of those are you most excited about? Well, I can't discuss the things that we have. <laughs> Andy, you're tough. Mentioned. You're tough. I'm trying to trap you here. You're tough cookie. All right. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Stay I mean, tuned. It's, uh, they're going to be coming out. Uh, a number of them are going to be coming out next year. Very cool. Um, are you... When you're looking and at, because you're CEO now, right? And you have many opportunities. You have to sort these opportunities. When you're sorting revenue generating opportunities to add to Wealthfront, are you looking at old models and adapting kind of old fee structures from old kind of or professional services from typical models and then, you know, figure out how to make those more efficient with software? Or are you kind of inventing brand new channels completely? It's more the latter, although it's a hybrid. You know, uh, you mentioned Vanguard before. We think Vanguard is the only company that we know of in financial services that puts its clients first. Mm -hmm. And that's a really terrible thing. The amount of uh, sleight of hand and inappropriate fees that are charged by this industry is just abhorrent. And we're trying to be uh, just like Vanguard in that we want to do right by our clients first. So you notice that when I answered the previous question, 
I first and foremost said, we want to build services that benefit our clients. So uh, the test, the litmus test for every new service is first and foremost, does it improve the net of fee after tax return of our clients? Because that's what they should care about. And if we can do that and earn more revenue, that'd be great. But first and foremost, we have to benefit our clients. And unfortunately, too few people in our world care about that. That's right. Hey, Andy, a few last questions here before we uh, get into the kind of the wrap up segment. Uh, What year was the company founded in? Uh, we launched our service in December of 2011. Okay. And what is current today? So November 2016, team size. Team size, we have about 140 people. And total capital raised? I think it's about $130 million. $130 million bucks. Got it. And uh, I guess that goes probably, what, through series, what, E, D? I don't remember the letters. <laughs> I try not to pay attention to it. All I know is that we still have uh, $60 million in the bank. So... We've been a heck of a lot more efficient with our capital than any other player in our space. And that's something that we've been paying a lot of attention to. You know, some people are are acting like it's the late 90s. And I lived through that. And we want to build a sustainable business. And I'm willing to sacrifice growth to make a sustainable business. You know, that's refreshing to hear, especially from someone with a with a VC mind, because I have so many people on the show and the burn rates. I mean, I'm going, these people are going to be out of business in like 0.1 months because of how much money they're burning. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's a chance that some people are taking. And, and, you know, it's a way to get in the late 1990s. We talked about getting big fast. Yep. And I'm seeing that that attitude come back, that did not end well. So I'm willing to sacrifice some growth for a far more sustainable business model. You're dancing around naming a name because you're a nice guy, but I want to study the business model that you think is not going to work. Which company are you referencing that you think is uneconomically growing currently? I'm not going to do Come on, that. Andy. <laughs> I'm, too much oh, of a, we need I'm too much of a gentleman. Hey, I understand. And you are. And you are. Very good. Well, hey, just know, again, economics folks are important. Uh, you want to study what Andy is doing as he grows this business. Andy, where's the best place for folks to connect with you online? connect with me personally yeah or the, or the uh, business obviously is wealthfront but what about you sure well they're welcome to email me at andy at wealthfront.com and my twitter handle is a rockleff a-r-a-c-h-l-e-f-f so many of you have heard me talk about wanting to take a company public by the time i turn 30 i'm 27 now and i have identified what i will build and take public it's called the topinbox.com. no questions asked here's why sales people hate using tools like Yesware and ToutApp and Salesforce because they don't have to log in and update their you know pipelines just for their bosses. So I was using this company called The Top Inbox or something very similar that allows you to track emails, set open reminders, set auto follow-up sequences to people to make sure you get replies and to frankly close more deals. In fact, I use this concept to sell my whole business, heyo.com. I saw when investors opened, when buyers opened, when they replied, I followed up and I sold it. So I bought the whole business. I will take it public. You should get on right now before I start decide to start charging for this thing. It's totally free. TheTopInbox.com. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. 
So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45 day money back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Very good. Top Tribe, we'll link to that in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 498. Again, forward slash the top 498. Andy, it's time for the famous five. These are rapid. These are the last rapid fire questions and just very quick answers. You ready? Shoot. These will be cake compared to what I've asked you so far, all right? Okay, great. <laughs> Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, Innovator's Dilemma. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? No. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like TopTal? No. Number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No. <laughs> I'm sensing a trend here. All right. <laughs> what's your situ- Andy, what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Married with two grown kids. Very cool. And how old are you? I am. Uh, I turn 58 next week. All right, guys. So last question here, Andy, take us back a glorious 28 years. Sorry, 38 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? What do I wish my 20 year old self knew? You know, I've been unbelievably fortunate. I've been lucky every step of the way. And uh, I guess the importance of. Of associating with great people. I benefited amazingly from that. Top tribe. There you have it from Andy. Set yourself up to get lucky by being intentional about associating yourself with great people. He's now running a wealth front over $4.4 billion in assets under management, which is a drop in the bucket compared to the overall market. Over 100,000 individual investors, very much following power laws, where 20% of the investors make up 80% of the capital. Did about $10 million bucks in revenue last year. And approximately, this is a guess, he's going from his uh, memory, but about 70% investment at least 10,000 bucks in the platform. They've raised 130 million bucks, 60 million left in the bank with our team of 140 people. Andy, thank you for taking us to the top. My pleasure. If you enjoyed Andy today, and boy, what an episode was that, 130 million raised, you must go listen to yesterday's episode with Ellie Cowrie. Ellie's the CEO of Woopra. They've raised $1 million and passed $1.6 million in 2015 revenue to help businesses get smarter with their business intelligence dashboard. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google Ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday.